0: The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
1: Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey. Sandra, you're back.
0: I am back. I'm so glad to be back in Sonoma, though I had a great trip.
1: Yeah, actually, and actually, this is the first time we've seen each other, so we haven't even had a chance to talk about your trip. I followed yeah. you a little bit on Instagram, and and then you, what was great is when you would post the pictures. That was like the, what is it, the Brady Bunch, where it was you know all the different squares. The
2: Brady Bunch. Yeah. Oh my God! Do you remember the God. beginning of the Brady Bunch oh, where they the had collages. all the kids yeah, and the parents pictures. or whatever? Oh, that's Here's funny. a
1: story of Sandra cruising. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right that's very funny but yeah. <laughs> um do i look five pounds or ten pounds heavier
1: uh that
0: i know I, i've been know. married
1: for over well, 10 years so, if you think i'm going to answer no. that question just
0: say no not at all you look really good
1: no you look amazing you look oh, like you, thank you you look like you've been eating great food drinking <laughs> good wine hanging out with amazing people and seeing things that yeah. i probably will never get to see and most people won't get to see yeah no i, mean, I feel so grateful yeah
0: yeah, it was it was really good.
1: Yeah, do you just do you want to do a brief recap just so like just tell us the well, list of places you that you went.
0: Just the very basic. Yeah. We were on a ship that went from Venice to Barcelona and every day we were in a different place pretty much. So we hit Dubrovnik and Montenegro, Sicily. I saw my friends up in Sicily, the Biondi's. That was awesome. Oh yeah, nice. Had wines. their wine, amazing wine. We were in Monaco, did not see the wow. Were you on the a yacht? Or, well, the ship is not really considered a yacht, but there were a lot of yachts there. Yeah. yeah, and it was a few days after the annual yacht show. Wow. So they were like taking down the annual yacht show. It was crazy. It was bizarre. But anyway, right. it was a great trip, balance of food on the ship, which was the best that I've had. Um, in probably all the years that I've been doing this and um, some really great meals in the different places and really our best meal which yeah. can tie into where we're going on yeah. this was which is so crazy it was the it was our last day in Barcelona and we went to the Boqueria which is their huge marketplace and it's where all the fresh produce and you know, the fishermen and, you know, not a lot of cheesemakers, interestingly, but a lot of legs of prosciutto and a lot of meats. And it's just the most magical place without a question, top five places in my world that I would love to spend time in. And we actually went back to a place, it was the third time we have eaten there. And um, it's you kind of have to wait until they tell you you can have seats. It's just a kiosk. And the food was so amazing. We ate so much food. It was like 90... 90 euro it was not even for three I mean we ate so much food and they had some sangria and (laughs) it was just the squid just melted in your mouth and the padrone peppers were and the mushroom mix and you know that they got it all at the market and they just every day they did that but anyway um it was a great trip happy to be back and I'm really happy to introduce our friends from kitchen table advisors yeah we've got Paige and he, pay. 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 Pay.
3: Pay. Pay.
1: Pay.
0: Which means? It's so beautiful. Yeah, tell us what it means because it's cool.
3: It's uh, two characters, and the first one is pay, which is educated and cultured, and then the Yi stands for happiness. So yeah. it's a nice it's little so blend. It's so
0: cool. Right. So cool. Well, I, um, you know, it's interesting because I had never heard of Kitchen Table Advisors, and my foundation, my advisor is Kristen Nelson from Sonoma County Community Foundation. I I don't exactly, I think that's the name of it. And she's amazing. I adore her. And we I've had my foundation since December of sixteen. And basically the goal of my foundation is just to give people a leg up. Um, on an entrepreneurial level, or that's helping, or education in food, farming, um, wine, food media, whatever that may be. And Kristen said, and and pretty much my my grants have been fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. They're you know not that much. I'm practicing for when I'm dead, and then they can give huge amounts of money to people. But um, but. So she said, hey, you know, I really want you to come with me. W- want you to meet these people. We're going to go out and see a farm. And, you know, I think this would be a really good place to give a grant. And I'm like, okay. And we went out to Beat Generation out in Sebastopol. And they were amazing. I just... I was like, done. I was like, here, I'm writing my, um, this is three grants worth for me. <laughs> it was just, I am a believer. I mean, and so I will not do your organization justice if I explain it. So I'm going to let you explain <laughs> how it came to be and basically what it is and what is the purpose.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who wants to take it? Paige, you want to take that one or Paige, you want to take that one? Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Uh, um, well, 2013 founded in 2013. Um, Anthony Chang uh, happened to find Pei and I in the first couple months of having this idea around. Uh, basically, you know, he was inspired by he had done a lot of impact investing work through a nonprofit and. Uh, met you know was at the farmers markets cared about food but then kept seeing farmers close their doors and was like I think I have something valuable to add to this community and started feeling passionate about that and 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 feeling into that and what he could contribute and who
1: is this that we're talking about
4: Anthony Chang our uh he's like our founder okay um and then uh but I also come from like farming background and um, working in farm advocacy work and farm education and that kind of thing. And uh, I was you know, really just inspired by um, just the economics of farming and how tough that can be. The margins are really tough. And, um, and I just felt like there weren't a lot of organizations and people out there with like their finger on that specific thing. There's a lot around like... Growing good food, healthy food, food access, all that kind of stuff, but actually on the livelihoods of the farmers. Um, I really wanted to focus on that because I had friends, peers, and farmers that are you know old timers as well that you know I were closing their doors also and or really really struggling or choosing between raising a family and staying and farming, um, just because it's really tough. So uh, our mission, mm-hmm. I'll just you know say this st- this the stand this the line is um uh kitchen table advisors fuels the economic viability of sustainable small farms and ranches through practical business advising and trusted relationships
0: beautiful yeah it's great
4: yeah yeah i think we're really proud of it (laughs) Yeah. yeah
0: there's no is there any other organization like this
4: i've never heard of one not here, not locally, in the same way. Mm-hmm.
3: And none, I think, that are nonprofit as well. Too, I think there are organizations out there that are providing similar kinds of coaching and support, but not at zero cost to the farmers. And so, all of the clients who participate with us are receiving really in-depth, thoughtful coaching and support um, at no cost other than their time, which we right. know is incredibly important and valuable. Mm-hmm. But they choose to sit down with us, and we choose to stay with them for the whole life cycle of their farm. Um, and investing in them as leaders and people who are really changing our environment.
1: And who finds who?
4: Well, so far, a little bit of both, but mostly we find them. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, We have, I think all of us also come from a nonprofit background too, and really wanting to like play really well in the in the pool with everybody mm-hmm. and and do our lane really well, stay in our lane. And so what we do is we work with community partners and we get referrals um, from various folks. Mm-hmm. Um, we have you know asked chefs, but we also ask other nonprofit partners and lenders or whatnot who's out there in the space that could really is missing this particular skill set around financial acumen and maybe needs some help connecting to better markets or whatnot. Um, so we've been finding them, although we have had a few farmers like find us, which is always uh, nice because we, it's not that intuitive on our website for a farmer to be able to find right, us, yeah. um, we, which we kind of did on purpose. We didn't want a farmer to go through a huge application process only to like not be accepted because, again, right. their time is so valuable. Yeah. So, um, So, but the ones that have followed through on that have been also really great ones. I mean, I think that's one of the things around farming that I think helps people be successful is their ability to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And
1: what is that conversation like when you come knocking on the door?
4: (laughs) Um, It's... It's usually pretty awesome. <laughs> um, well, I I, would think
1: so. I would yeah. think that if someone's struggling and someone comes yeah. and just knocks on your door and says, "How how can I support you?" Yeah, like how amazing is that?
4: Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I I feel like really grateful to be in this position to be able to do that too. But I yeah we usually I get a I'll get a referral and I'll do some background research on their website and try and figure out their story and who the, who they are. Um, We do prioritize working with women farmers and people of color and Latinx-owned businesses. Um, So, um, definitely like looking for the people that couldn't necessarily afford to hire a consultant, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So, uh, so I do some background check, and Mm. um, and then I just call them up and I and I tell them what we're doing and that I'd like to come out and meet them. A, a huge part of what we do in the very beginning of working with clients is building trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just try and be as upfront as possible about what we do and what we know and what we've seen work, but also, you know, we're, we're their partner in crime. We're not going to come in and tell them we're not their savior. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and also like, you're not going to come in and say, oh, I noticed you're a beet farmer. I think you should replant with carrots oh, or yeah. I No, mean, right. yeah, this is their right. business. So it's yeah. their passion. Yeah. You just sort of try and help and yeah. support them through that.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Tweaks here and
2: there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I don't want to jump ahead, but I want to make sure that we talk about um, beet generation. I thought it was really cool how they found a winner income source or an you know, alternative, but I think we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Do... Um, Oh, wow, I had such a good question. <laughs> Here's my two seconds of dead air. Um, yeah, I mean, building trust, but like, so you kind of investigate, you do some research, and then there are different stages of where this advice goes. So the beginning is like someone may be a great farmer in their farm. It's lush, and there's so much there, but they don't know what to do then. You know, what yeah. do I do with my food now? Who, how do I get it? Or some people have all the connections, but they're mm-hmm. just not very good farmers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, like, how yeah. does that... That's yeah. a tough one, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, I'm brutally honest, and you should go into a different field. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, fail fast, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I so we do... Um, we focus also on farms that have been in production for... Like have been running their own business for three seasons, mm. um, and ideally under ten, so they're still willing to try a lot of new things. They're not set in their ways, but they're also um, they also have a history of the the work of it. Um, what those really tough days in the heat, you know, of the height of the season and the heat. Um, And they've been able to sell that product to be able to grow a product, sell a product and have said to themselves at year four, I want to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, So our program has been a three year program also. So we Mm -hmm. want to know that we're investing our time and our and our donors like you (laughs) (laughs) to your dollars to like really support people who want to do this as their livelihood um, and are committed to it.
0: And so three years from that point that you find yes, them. Yes. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. So we've, we we don't specialize in production also. There's a lot of other organizations that mm-hmm. do spend a lot of time in production advising. Mm-hmm. We can. We Wait, can,
1: what does that mean?
4: Mm, like looking at a plant and being able to tell like how the leaf is wilting, like what kind of soil or mm-hmm. pest problem you have or yeah, um, how far apart you should plant your lettuce and mm-hmm. what interval okay, okay. um we we don't do any of that kind of advising but we do you know we don't talk about like oh well it looks like you know we've been measuring you know this lettuce as compared to this cabbage and like your return and your operations and yep. you know we do it from the financial side of it okay. right um and help make choices from that direction but uh, not on the production side.
1: And uh, have you had people that you approach and they say, you know what, we, we're fine? Um, yeah, I have
4: yeah. actually, uh, which is great. You yeah. know, um, I got to have a, a meeting with um, with, a, with a farmer. I'm always never, I'm never quite sure <laughs> how confidential to keep everything, but um, so I keep it close to the chest. But um, I had a meeting with a farmer recently and um, I had met her like through a class and uh, I was really excited to, to follow up with her she's like what she's doing is awesome she's like this amazing entrepreneur and um and I sat down with her for about an hour and we just started talking about the business her business and how she makes choices and and she's like just on it you know she's just like has all these ideas she's like acting on them she's got investors she's got land she's like buying out an investor it's like awesome and I was just I turned to her at some point in our conversation I was like Do you feel like you would like you're a quote unquote successful farmer? And she was like, Yeah, I do. And she like went on to define success, which I thought was so beautiful as well, around um, you know being resilient um, and being you know trying new things. I mean, I think that the resiliency is such a big part of. Of farming, it has to be, and of I think any business, yeah, and
0: endurance and commitment, yeah, yeah, all those fortitude, yeah,
4: and yeah, so it made me really heartened to see that, right? Because I that's the goal. That's the goal of any nonprofit is to not have to exist. Right. <laughs> so. Right, you would think not in
0: Sonoma County though. <laughs> We're just here to add yeah. more nonprofits to our nonprofits. We've got 500 I nonprofits. I won't start. 2800. 2800. I wow. said 5000 a while ago, but it's I think 29. A few of them or, could, could yeah. get
1: together and well, play nice. Well,
2: they're small. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. But but how did
1: how did you And who is it that, um, do you guys have titles in in the company? Do you handle specific, (laughs) like, how do you delegate um, your responsibilities?
3: great question. So, (laughs) yeah, we do have titles. We actually just went through a big title change, but we do have a set of directors who all help with leadership of the organization um, and are thinking about the long-term vision and the... The big picture of where we're trying to get to in terms of really supporting our farmers and also creating systems change in our food system really wanting to be able to build something that actually works for everyone um, and our four of our directors are actually regionally focused and so Paige is our director for the Sonoma and Marin and Napa mm-hmm. region and that's why we're here together talking with you all is mm-hmm. because she has the depth of knowledge of what's happening in this region and the greatest just pulse point on all the different aspects of what supports our farmers who are growing in this beautiful area um, and the connections to our partners like land trusts and to market partners and all the different people who I think can really support them in being viable. Um, Anthony, our founding executive director and myself are really focused on the relationship building, really helping to grow a community of individuals and companies and people who really believe in supporting our farmers and ranchers to be truly thriving. So for us, the six of us kind of help hold that space and then we have incredible managers and business advisors So I have an amazing team of women who are really crafting all kinds of beautiful experiences like our upcoming annual fundraiser, which you can talk about more later, Mm -hmm. um, as well as our advisors in the Salinas region as well, too, who are working with, I want to say like 30 plus farmers in that area. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So they do incredible work on the ground supporting the folks who, who I think have the greatest need where they've had the largest amounts of barriers to being able to access Capital to land to markets and Mm -hmm. really trying to creatively problem-solve with our partners to Build pathways for them to be able to be successful and thriving Mm -hmm.
1: And how large of an area are we talking about we're going from Mm -hmm. is this northern, California? Is this the entire
4: state? This is this is technically well technically we're in 17 counties, but really (laughs) We're trying to keep that to about 12 Mm. But we also have clients that, you know, they'll buy land outside of where we're advising them because Mm -hmm. they can afford it. And because we're so committed to them, um, once we take them on, we just... Okay, well you're in Siskiyou now, so well <laughs> it's like stretching <laughs> stretching your arms out. You're <laughs> yeah. like yeah, you could reach a little bit yeah, further. Totally yeah. but we're not taking any more clients on right there, right now. So um it's it's hard to hold that line sometimes. But um but yeah, we're in twelve counties around around the Bay Area, so kind of greater okay. Bay Area. Um that San Francisco does play a big role in the market for our clients. Right. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: Well and I guess what I want to know is I want to know some of the success stories. I want to hear yeah. some of the stories of people that you've approached and now they're they're doing well and and maybe some of the tweaks or changes that you helped them with and um
4: yeah, yeah. That's a good story. That's a good story. Hey. I talk about Libby. Yeah, sure. I
0: think, I mean Libby and Allie, I mean Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
4: Um, Libby and Ali weren't my clients. I do know them really well, so I could talk a little bit about their arc, but um, maybe you can help me out too. Yeah, Paige. sure. But yeah.
3: We can ahead. start with, so Libby yeah. and Ali run Beat Generation Farm in Sebastopol. Um, and,
1: and and it's called that because Be- it they're only farming beets? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the it's a poet. It's yeah. like a takeoff on the beet, like the... 70s or the 60s, like the beat generation, but in play on words. Okay. So it's like beat But they're young. They're pretty young. How young are we talking about? They're young.
3: They're in their 30s, I want to say. 30s. Okay. That's
1: young to me now. I didn't used to think that was young. (laughs) That's very
3: (laughs) young to me. (laughs) Um, And so, Libby and Allie started their farm, I want to say within the past six or so years. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong on that one later. And, you know, really wanted to produce the best possible food and particularly produce and to feed the community. They're on about two and a half acres of land. And Allie actually has an off-farm job. She's a paramedic um, in, in the city. And so in order to be able to build viability, they needed to be able to have Allie working off-farm mm-hmm. and Libby really focusing on the farm business itself. And mm-hmm. they also realized that what Paige referenced earlier is like, how can we ensure that our farmers can have a really good quality of life? And for them, they also wanted to be able to have you know, a stability to where they could be able to you know have time off in the winter to or not hire, be to hire someone yeah. to not have to be working in the mm-hmm. field in the ground day in day out mm-hmm. and eking out a living um even with an off-farm job and so one of the things that they were trying to figure out was like how to be able to have year-round income especially knowing that like the farm might go quiet over the winter they might not be growing as many crops or they might not be going to farmers markets to sell which is the bulk of where they're right they're direct to consumer mm-hmm. pretty much um, and so one of the opportunities that arose for them was an opportunity to be able to create a pasta. Um, their landlord actually tested a recipe for them and was like, try this out. It's a vegetable-based pasta where like half of the ingredients are vegetables from their farm. It's absolutely delicious. It's amazing. I'm sorry, I'm just having like a, a
1: brain <laughs> thing right now. I think I think they're coming to Vinyl Sunday at 16600 Tasting House Next month, really? And oh, yeah. they're the ones that are doing the food. That they do a pasta. Yeah, veggie yeah.
0: pasta. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that I is hate. really bizarre.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you guys know that sixteen six hundred. It's no, uh, no. Phil Couturi, who's a, oh, uh, okay. a local vineyard manager. He's been farming organically oh. for forty yeah, years yeah. here. Um, and and Sandra actually, her food truck did duck tacos at the last party, mm-hmm. but at the next party, Sam said. It's these two girls from Sebastopol that I make boss <laughs> What is totally the
0: date them. for that vinyl I Do you believe recall? it's
1: the twenty-seventh and uh, David Gans, who has a Sirius XM show about the Grateful Dead, um, is gonna be there and he's gonna be he's a great musician as well. He's gonna be playing music. Um, the girls, as Sam refers to I'm them, like are so going to be ex- making pasta. I can't
0: believe he even knows them. Oh, man,
1: awesome. I, you know, that, that, that family <laughs> yeah. stretches out into the community. Yeah, they're, yeah. You know. And I
4: Libby will be and Allie are characters. They are so amazing in terms of, they're just like, just weave right into the community. I remember I was actually just talking to Libby a couple weeks ago and I was telling her, I think the first time I met her was at Grazing um, and she
0: was the valedictorian, right? She last was our speaker last year. Oh,
4: she- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. But their first year of coming, they like stuck around, helped us clean and up, and they everything. stuck around. I-, I met them at the end of the event after like hosting like three hundred people, you know. And I was like, "Oh, it's so nice to meet you." And they were like, "What do you need? What do you need?" They like got out the the brooms and helped us like close down the whole event. And I was like, "We're." We're like, are you? <laughs> yeah. we're like this forever. like totally connected. Yeah, they're amazing. So I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, this no, is. that's great. I yeah. no,
1: I'm just. I, I love that when things connect like that. Yeah. Um, so so their challenges were basically um, wanting
3: to be able to find I think st- like stable year round income and in a way yeah. in which they could also let the farm kind of be a little bit more mellow and quiet in the winter, mm-hmm. but still have income to support them. That when the growing season pick back up again in the year that they had the capital to be able to actually begin and mm-hmm. to not start in the hole and in debt. Mm-hmm. And so... I
4: one other additional challenge as yeah. well that I'm remembering from a session I did with Thomas and them early on was um, they also are like I was saying, they're really vibrant and they are they have a lot of ideas. They're really creative. And I, they were really struggling with, like, which of the, these ideas is the right thing to do? Like, right. they were at the farmer's market, but in two different booths because they were making a value, they were making prepared food and they were doing like veggie stand. So they're like roasting green beans or like whatever, or like making like flambe peaches, <laughs> just like every time like, just like doing crazy, amazing food that people were really excited to eat and have. And they were excited to do, but it was just like burning them out. You know, how do they decide where to focus their effort. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, continue. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, again, I think trying to, as an entrepreneur, there's so many different
3: ideas that bounce around. And so, I, their business advisor, Thomas, who also leads our work in the Yolo and Sacramento region, really helped them think about how to focus their vision, their energy, and pasta became that thing. And hmm. they, you know slowly but surely kind of built out they also got a really wonderful grant from the design company
4: oh Slo- design group, Slo- Slo- yeah, group which Carrie.
0: is well their packaging is amazing yeah. and it's yeah. really creative and clever and yeah yeah it's just yeah yeah it was it's a cool farm yeah he found it yeah okay <laughs>
2: sorry we, I try we're not to pay attention crisis. to my phone when we're recording but we yeah. we had, we had a I crisis. had
1: somehow misplaced a show. And so the podfather, we'll right? we, we'll still we flip reached it. out to him. Right, we yeah. reached we'll out to him, and, so that, and somehow yeah. we found it. So it's just yeah. like a huge so weight funny. off my um, off oh, my chest. So um, awesome.
0: But um, so well, I'm sorry, and I'm so, sorry to
1: interrupt, but can we? Can, can you give the website address so that as people are yes, listening to the show, sure. they can be on the website, yeah. sort yeah, of go, sort of going around. Yeah, it's
4: yeah. dot org.
3: Kitchen table advisors org.
0: Okay. Okay, because
3: mm-hmm.
1: I know as people are listening, they like to sort of go mm-hmm. play around and, and mm-hmm. look at the stuff yeah, that we're, we're talking we're
4: about. For sure, and we're on Instagram too. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: and are you posting pictures of some of the farms that you're going to? Yeah. awesome. Yeah, okay. yeah that's can you, yeah. cool. Can you give me that right now?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's
3: uh, I believe it's Kitchen Table Advisors on Instagram as well too. But okay. it might be a Kitchen Table Adv. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you have to double check.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> isn't it funny? Sometimes people have <laughs> yeah, the exactly yeah, what it is that you want. You yeah. wonder what they're doing with it.
4: Yeah, right. totally, totally. Oh, I already
0: follow you guys.
4: Yeah, we take. Wow, it's yeah, it's really fun. We take pictures of uh, advising sessions or whatnot and share them with the team, and then um, and then sometimes they end up.
0: So I don't know if Instagram. I told you this, but we are doing an outstanding in the field <gasps> dinner,
2: cool when? lunch when?
0: dinner November 9th It's sold out. Oh, I haven't fun. even been able to sell any tickets, but it's on <laughs> Stinson Beach.
2: Oh, wow. And
0: I th- it's their fundraiser for Mount Tam. Oh,
2: cool. So
0: it's just, I guess I should be getting nervous because it's like a month away. And they assigned a fisherman to us. And, oh, um, yeah, it's really crazy. That's fantastic. I mean, they're doing different good work. I mean, they're yeah, not yeah. nonprofit; profit yeah. <laughs> They're for-profit all the way. Yeah. But I think they're definitely helping create you know some livelihood and this other you know Mm -hmm. real farm to table food and you know not a trend not they're kind of trendy but Mm
2: -hmm.
0: really making stuff happen for small farmers so Mm -hmm. i think that's Mm -hmm. been really cool Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but i want to know what 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 did we do for libby and ali i'm like stuck on there so
0: So are they gluten free (laughs) no Okay, so I was wondering, because Sam's gluten-free, I was and, wondering if that didn't and he's happen telling that me. I,
1: so I asked him, he said, it's, he said, Allie and Alex are the... Allie and Alex?
0: Yeah. Oh, they're different people. Those are different people. Strange, yeah. isn't that weird? That is strange. Allie okay. and Alex... That's so funny. Well, we'll have Technology. To look because maybe like where can, you can text and get an answer right away versus like I having know. to go to in- a payphone. Instant gratification yeah, is so exactly. crazy. So it's like, hard. so
1: like now what, so yeah. what direction have they gone in or what was your advice for them as far as um, how to spend their, how to best spend their yeah. time and energy?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I, like I said, I wasn't there inside those meetings, but, um, but I think, you know, it's, it's, just coaching people like how are you spending your time your time has as has a dollar value and um, so helping them understand like the choices they're making have implications and those are financial and thinking through like okay these are your different value added things you know how what really brings you joy here but also the return I think my guess I honestly I have no idea but my guess is you know pasta is is a great value-added product. Partially, you know, they're not growing all the wheat. They're able to add mm-hmm. that, but they're a number, a lot of their product, I don't remember what percent, is inside the pasta. Oh, 50% or so? Yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. a large amount. Um, but then it's also scalable, um, right. which and is different. And it's not
0: inexpensive. It's, it's definitely, it's a high-quality product mm-hmm. for a fair price. Yep. I think it's a fair price. Yeah. Yep. and they're selling it good farmers markets where totally. people can afford it well and yeah. the
2: idea of
1: making a product that's not as perishable too right. so yes. like doing jams and jellies yeah. yes. ter- turning things into those type of products that then can be stored so then like you were talking about in the winter time yeah. hey in the summertime yeah. with all this clean fruit that we're yeah. not able to sell at the farmers market let's make a product that we can mm-hmm. then be selling in the yes. winter time mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. You know, th- yeah there-
4: that peak of, of energy that happens at harvest time is just always really helpful to to help people spread it out around the year, especially folks that don't have a lot of staff or whatnot. But that takes planning. That's something that you, Mm -hmm. right. You have to have some forethought and be like, okay,
1: this is we need to think about this before. We're just so crazy busy that all we're doing is on the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, you know, right.
1: there just seems to be a lot of parallels between farmers and teachers for me. For some reason, mm-hmm. that, that's funny. That's, I was thinking
0: artists. Right. I was like, you could roll kitchen table advisors out to canvas advisors <laughs> and do kind of the same financial thing for artists because mm. it's like people that are really creative and and just undervalued and undervalued. Right. And they don't yeah, yeah. know how to. But
1: completely imperative. Right. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like no other thing more right. imperative well, than. Mm. education, food, water, air I mean Mm. (laughs)
2: yeah. Yeah. I
1: never understood that why gold costs so much money and a seed is like you can get a seed for a penny and that can feed an entire family and then someone spends you spend thousands on diamonds and gold that does absolutely nothing for you it's completely backwards. Yeah,
2: yeah,
4: yeah. it
0: is. But doesn't, it you're doesn't also, have to be.
4: I mean, I no. feel like.
1: Well, let's not raise the yeah. price of seeds too much, yeah. but we can devalue <laughs> gold and diamonds so if you know. want. Yeah,
4: yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's fun to think about, like you know, beyond your lifetime, right? And, right. and right. And I think you know, one of our clients, Kristen Leach, uh, spoke at at this farmers' conference I went to recently, and just talking about like, how do we reorganize our economic system so that it, it yeah. actually reflects our values and, and we are able to express the things that we love yeah. um, and be, you know, the, that's what is valuable, right? Um, yeah. well, and is
1: it just us? I mean, a lot of things that we see with our culture here in the United States as far as working too much, not yes. taking time off, is and then you go to other places of the world where those things are stressed that uh, someone was here visiting they were in the tasting room they were from Australia and they were telling me oh yeah we're on our 5 week vacation and i was like 5 oh, weeks yikes. and they said yeah we get 5 weeks not only do we get 5 weeks and it's paid we actually get a, we get something like 11 or 17% we get paid 11 or 17% more while we're on vacation because it's anticipated that that we're going to be out spending, spending money. money. And I was like, Whoa. where yeah. is this? And why are we not doing this? That's but amazing. do you yeah. see something, some, some similarities or parallels with people that are farming in other countries where they've sort of figured out that you should be paying more to these small farmers, mm-hmm. or is it just, uh, I mean, is it just a result of factory or conventional farming being so profitable?
4: Well, it's almost I'd say almost the reverse of that is like uh-huh. that we I think our idea of production or productivity or success um, is is taking the thing that you do and then being able to replicate it like forever <laughs> and yeah, actually bring down the cost of the thing and that's what we're told we should do as business owners and 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 so it's actually bringing down the value of the individual widget yeah versus continuing to hold that seat as precious you know right. um and so i think i don't i don't have a good answer to you on that i mean i do think that i just got back from a trip to spain mm-hmm. and uh i was in the southern coast of spain and there was um that's where pretty much I think 70% of all the tomatoes in Europe are grown Wow! Um, just outside Almeria in Spain. And it was crazy. Uh, we were going through the area and you can't actually even see the fields because everything is covered like greenhouse, but like opaque greenhouse. Mm-hmm. So you can't see through. And I was like, what is all this? Is this like a tent city? And then we kind of figured it out. And Um, And I was just thinking about the working conditions of the people in those, in in that. And then also somebody recently told me that you can't drink the groundwater in that area. Right. But I ended up like going up into the hills of the Alpujarras region um, and where there's like a long tradition of of farming and subsistence farming up there. And there was like a guy moving his sheep through the Mm. little town. But still, I think um, you could see all of the subsistence farms are, you know, becoming like b&bs or little right. taverns or oh,
0: agritourism. it's not really <laughs>
4: for production anymore mm-hmm. I mean I think that there's some of that because it's very rural and there's like an older community but it's not you know and even one of the towns it was a really old community at and you could tell the young people are leaving because that's just not where the money is right and so yeah I think it, again it comes back to like where what is what are we valuing yeah. um and I think you know, in particular, I one of my points of view on it too is in in farming. I think more than a lot of other careers or businesses, what you're they're actually the first step of like monetizing nature and natural systems, but in an essential way for human existence. So um, it puts farmers, especially ones who are ecologically minded, in a very weird position (laughs) um of just you know they have that heart space of like wow this is beautiful and just you know this heart-shaped tomato or whatever yeah (laughs) it's like like it could be really beautiful but um but then they have to charge a price for it and then you know yeah i i could go on and on and on but i do think yeah i i do see in other cultures like they're being Um, or other places, there being a a value on just humanity (laughs) Mm -hmm. in a different way, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're in strange times. (laughs)
4: Yes. Yes, Yes, I agree.
1: But even the restaurants, I mean, and just coming back from Spain, and Sandra, you doing traveling, that it's strange to me that a restaurant, if we had a restaurant in Sonoma that every night the menu would just be posted on the chalkboard because it would be with whatever came from the garden and or the dairy or whatever the cheese maker that day I think that would be a challenge because people sort of they want to they want to it's almost like they want to know that they're going they want to know what they're going to have like Mm -hmm. that that sense of surprise and 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 wonderment like when you're on vacation for us seems amazing but why Mm -hmm. don't we want that at home
0: well i was listening to something i think yesterday and they were saying don't go to the market with a list yes don't go and then Hmm. walk and find all your stuff and then you may buy something that's really not good go to the market or the farmer's market even better and be inspired by the actual food and then make the decision on what to eat.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think for a restaurant, and I think it's, it's, there's a lot of parallels, but because the margins are so slim, it mm-hmm. has to be, it, there has to be a focus about it. Yeah. And it's like, I always wonder about the restaurants that do do that where they go, okay, this is what we're going to have, and the next day, they're not going to have that again. Or, like, actually, there's a restaurant in France. Every day they have a different menu, um, cassoulet or mm-hmm. uh, coq au or whatever it is. But it's like, if you make too much cassoulet, what are you doing with it the next day? Yeah. You know, or, you, or the salad changes. What do you do with right. it? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of restaurants, like, we go with the flow, and even when the season changes... And those are our biggest menu changes, like when certain things come in and certain things are, you know, on the tail end of, of their harvest. Um, you know, there's just that flow. And I I think on a business level, it's not as romantic as writing on a chalkboard, but it's it is that way. But I think people should do that at home. I think people should inspired and I think a problem also is I'll go to the farmer's market and I'll go wonkers you know I'll start (laughs) buying 20 peaches and you know oh I'm gonna make this broccoli (laughs) rabe this week and you know and you end up with all this food and I'm like Sandra you are single (laughs) your dogs don't eat table food what are yes. we doing here yes. and then I end up making this huge like vegetable casserole you know yeah but it, it is you know and and to me walking through a farmer's market is like walking through a jewelry store you yes. know it's yeah. you know it glitters and you are attracted to it and you want to yeah. buy
4: it mm-hmm. you want to have yeah. it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do think it takes a certain level of um like food fluency <laughs> like mm-hmm. i think that we don't really teach that also i mean mm-hmm. it, i always thought it'd be cool to bring like um farmer what is it like a high school class what's that home ec yes <laughs> <laughs> do
1: they have that anymore no, I, I think, think that'd think be amazing so. okay. where
4: you learn how to just like cook yeah. Kale or yeah. whatever, and yeah. I think so. I think a lot of people get really intimidated mm-hmm. who don't normally cook, who don't have right. an understanding of how to make that thing delicious, right? And don't yeah. enjoy reading recipes, just right. which is what I do instead right. of Instagram. <laughs> and um, and so there's that. And then I also think um, there's one other point I wanted to make. Uh oh, I think also it goes back to having time to do it,
0: right? Right. That's huge.
4: Yeah. It's not. That's huge. It's not where we. No. And some people zen yet. out on cooking and yep.
0: prepping and doing that. And some people are like, oh, I got to feed my family. Yeah.
4: Totally.
0: You know? And so. Yeah. Yeah. The. What about cannabis? Have you had any cannabis farmers approach it? Or.
4: We specifically. Drawing a line. Work with food. Yeah. We work with food. So I no cannabis, I think that makes no so wine. much sense. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's still it's yeah. the
0: wild wild west so.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and generally they're not I wouldn't think in need of assistance.
0: No, I mean, it's there
1: one are one of those products that no. I think where they need assistance is, and if you're too small, you're you know, I just actually was listening to NPR last night about this that, that if you're a small person that wants to get into that agro business that you're getting approved for you know, a two hundred thousand dollar loan, which is a small loan, but then you're you're too small to actually be a player in the game. It's like and yeah, it's but
0: the same I mean, there's gonna be the same kind of issues. Yeah. Small mm-hmm. firms, big firms, small, right. you know.
1: Which can we let's talk about that. I mean <laughs> you guys you're not anti factory farm or are or or is there is that even a thing? Because at this point it, it's a necessity, right? With the amount of people that are on this planet, we don't have a garden in every neighborhood that can supply food for every person, right? Um, and it, and it makes sense that we do factory farming because there's certain areas that grow things better um, than other areas, and and then like you said, we're looking at quarterly reports um, when you're at your board meetings and you have to show profits and all of these things. Mm. So how do you sort of where where I have a problem with that sort of farming is the use is the manipulation of of existing products like manipulating wheat or corn to to somehow tweak it to feed more people but then not really realizing the ramifications on a long-term basis but then Mm
2: -hmm.
1: also i mean what do you do when it's this these companies that are that are putting out all this food and their attitude is well we're feeding the world Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm.
4: yeah yeah I, you know, first of all, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I have some thoughts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, it, for me, it continues to come back to like how, like the things that I value It's like, it comes back to, I really value natural systems. I think they've been around for a long time and I think we should learn from them instead yeah. of conquer them. Um, And then I also really value the everyday work of tending food, tending Mm -hmm. plants, tending animals. I also really value, you know, the animals, especially the Mm -hmm. ones that we're going to kill for food, have an honorable life that um, is respectful of their, of what Mm -hmm. they're doing for us. um, And, and so I just look at those things and it, no matter how big your farm is, if you're doing things that are congruent with like taking care of your employees, you know, um, that kind of stuff and, and the soil and even... You know, it's even po- it is possible to make soil better. Yep. <laughs> you right. know, right. to make things better through farming, right? right? That's the and new discussion so, too, and, uh, that, yeah. and that's happening yeah. around here yeah. a
1: lot. It's not about yeah. sustainable anymore. Sustainable is, right. yeah. is yeah. We're looking for regenerative. We're looking right. for improvement. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Carbon, like totally. let's yeah.
4: So I'm not like anti this, but with one of the things they talk about in um, holistic management or whatnot modalities of farming is don't focus on the weed that you don't want. Focus on the plants that you do want in mm-hmm. your field or whatnot. Right. right. And so I, you know, I, I also, so there's that piece. And then I also have a pretty firm belief that, um, or faith or hope that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I haven't met any farmers and I've, and I've been to like Classes like with ranchers in the Midwest, but I haven't met anyone who is like, I really enjoy treating my animals like dirt. Right. You know, like right. there's right. nobody wants to farm right. that way. Yeah. Right? They, I think if if you talked if you really sat down and after a couple glasses of whiskey, like talk to one of those <laughs> convention, you know, conventional or factory farm folks, like I, they have a lot on their heart. You know, yeah. and and I think if we could help find a different way um, that works for all the systems that would be that I think people would really choose it yeah yeah that's my that's my yeah. hope that's my that's my wish yeah yeah
0: it was um we have a bartender actually that's also a sheep herder and oh. it's, shout out to Jack is, I hey, saw him Jack, yesterday hey, for the first time in a long time yeah. I, I went by? to go
1: borrow spoons I oh, told Jack right, right, right.
0: Right. yeah <laughs> So, um, I was in the neighborhood and needed so some spoons. So it was so cute because, <laughs> like, like yesterday, <laughs> yeah, yesterday Jack's telling me. That it's humping time, not humping time, it's like what, mating what, what, time. What? Er, put the brakes yeah. on for and a second, Fondra. Like, what? He's like, no, he's like, he's got to get the males in there with the females because it's time to well, start. Well, that's humping, to breeding. Time, yeah. Yeah, Breed. humping time, yeah. humping time. Okay. Yeah. So, and he couldn't get them all in, and so he was like rushing, so he's going to get the rest of the males in today. Um, but we did a dinner
2: yeah.
0: uh, with Jack. It was called the Carpenter Lamb Dinner. And he basically sold all, like we had like 95 people and we used all his lamb and every course other than dessert was his lamb. And it was so delicious. And he said to me that he is now selling the majority, uh, a lot of the lamb through people that were at that party. That's amazing. And it was like, oh my God. So that was like really heartwarming that That can happen like that. Yeah. Our figs um, at the restaurant, we have an open thing to the neighbors. We say, if you bring us your ripe figs, we will weigh them, and we will give you back that value on a gift card.
4: Oh, so cool. Which I have done.
0: Which you have (laughs) done. And yeah, so I you know some trees that need gleaning. Ooh, yeah, no, seriously. That's what happened but to me. I was been, staring
1: at these figs and yeah. then I'm staring, I'm like, I'm down the street from the girl in the fig. I'm cocktail. looking at these figs. No one seems to care that they're growing. <laughs>
2: yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I got a ladder out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I mean it's amazing,
0: but like there could be programs yes. like this yes. where right. you know, it's not just farmers, but it's like people that need things. Yeah. Like and if they were directed on how to do it. I mean, you know, I don't think the people that are dropping off their figs they need this credit at the restaurant. <laughs> but I think there are probably neighborhoods and places in the country that it would do really well to have that kind of bartering and trade. Mm-hmm. But the government yeah. screwed that part up. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like that. They don't. don't like trading no. and bartering. No, I, I probably shouldn't it. have said that on there. No, I'm kidding. You know
1: what? Screw them. I'm yeah. going through a great barter and trade right now that's happening. Yes, that is you are. completely off the books and it's yeah. working for but everyone. You know what? And You're
0: going to pay taxes when you start selling it. When it's time, I'll pay the piper, right? But yeah.
1: they don't need to or, know how it all exactly. happened. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Which, any yeah. people that are listening, yeah. just, yeah. Well,
1: and that's one of those things that I always, you know, when people talked about serving soup on the street in San francisco and and there was big hubbub you know oh you you can't do that well really um, I understand the challenges it's the reason you can't someone can't walk in a restaurant with an open bottle of wine because right. you don't know what's in there now how many times is someone gonna bring in vodka in that bottle one out of I don't right. know twenty thousand times someone might do something stupid like that but yeah. it's 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 always catering to the lowest common denominator right. it's like yeah. it's like we always have to bring everyone else down to that right. person's mentality in order to make right. to make these changes instead of just doing something that we know intuitively is right and makes sense yes,
2: yes.
0: and um, even i mean even farm i mean just their liability of creating making harvesting food that people are going to eat is a huge weight yeah. you know like mm-hmm. how their system and the i fir- i'm sure you know most of the farmers that you're working with are not using highly toxable you know fertilizers because it would be so against the grain
4: absolutely of
0: of what we're doing but it's like i think sometime you know we are so free to taste something or grab something and you know and we don't always think about who did this who grew this who where did it come from mm-hmm. was it, is it safe mm-hmm. i mean we're in this big assumption mode
2: yeah
1: well we live in an unusual area i would think um being in our little sonoma county northern yeah. california bubble that yeah yeah we, like these conversations happen here yeah right. these conversations don't happen right. in a lot of places right um we're very fortunate absolutely yeah
4: yeah Oh man, I, yeah, I, there's, I was also hearing from this woman, Cassandra, who puts on the rural, rural justice summit. Um, and she works with a lot of farm farmworker communities in the Central Valley. And, uh, you know, we don't here, we don't even have to think about like how far is the spray zone from our, from our right. child's school. Right. right. And we don't have people who are, you know, going to the hospital, you're know, getting cancer as a direct result right. of working in those fields. And I, I heard something this uh, summer on NPR, I think, about um, there's this fungus in the soil of uh, some kind of orchard. And oh, it's the almond orchards, I think. Oh. Um, and there's this, like, it causes this crazy lung problem. Anyways, my point is, uh, is that we do stuff, very much live yeah. in a bubble here, you know, and, yeah. and and yet we still also have farmers, you know, Struggling. when we take on our clients, they're making, you know, twelve dollars to $15,000 net per business yeah. owner, owner, right?
0: Yeah, I think, so I think Libby said $8,000 yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's a lot of hard work. Yeah.
4: So it's, yeah, poverty exists here as well. It just doesn't look like that. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah. Are are most of the people you work with do you find that they were brought up in a farming environment or it was something that they were just attracted to um maybe they were doing you know high stress jobs and were looking to do something mm-hmm. that was a little more um Hands, hand, what do you call it? Hands hands in the yeah, dirt? Totally um, kind of tangible, yeah, totally. More
4: tangible, yeah. Um, I think it's a mix.
0: Well, like Terra Firma Farms, do you know them? Yeah, I worked in at Terra Firma for you did? two and a half years, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <Wow>. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Bart and I went there one day. Mm. Nice. And we had just the best tour. Yes. And I mean, she was a financial, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And a totally wanted to change insurance her. company. Oh yeah. God. Her and
4: yeah. her husband, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tara. Tara, Tara and Craig. That, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, that's so funny. That is it's funny. such a small world. It is very small. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think for us it's a mix. I think we have, you know, we have farmers uh, who grew up working in the fields um, in the valley, in Salinas Valley, um, or, you know, their parents were, were farmers um, or and still are. Uh, we also have folks who are felt really called to the community and the like growing food for my community aspect mm-hmm. and f- people who are really attached to food as, as a cultural component of, of their, who they are and their identity and, um, and folks who are really drawn to the regenerative movement of, mm-hmm. you know, moving, you know, high density rotational grazing kind of yeah. stuff. And so it's, we have a really diverse farming. We have sixty three clients right now right now
0: 63 that's amazing yeah, yeah. that's amazing yeah. and how many in there like their first year second year third year oh
4: so it's okay. Yeah, I, don't know that's why a, I, I mean, so. everyone's in yeah. different stages. Right. Do you Which have is people cool. that totally. now after well, the three six years old? So right, okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Then, but after three years, do you are some people like wait, wait, don't yes. don't leave us? Yes, but they and, become yeah. the
0: alumni, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then so once that once you get through the three years, then you become qualified to help new farmers, right? that sounds like
4: a great idea (laughs) we haven't done we've done that a little bit we have um we have a couple of our alumni are on our board okay as a as alumni board Mm -hmm. fellows which has been awesome to have their input on the you know the direction of our organization um and then i think ultimately an idea is definitely to be doing more of that connection Mm -hmm. um for sure, between alumni and, and current farmers. Yeah. But um, I
3: think informally that they do reach out to one another and serve mm-hmm. as yeah. you know, those mentors or just an ability to be able to say, hey, I've got this question. Let's connect you to this other rancher, this other farmer right. who's gone through that same experience, who's two or three years ahead of you, and that they can share right. that wisdom. Yes. And I think right. that that's one of the most powerful things of mm-hmm. our community of farmers is the generosity of time and mm-hmm. knowledge that they really want to support each other to be able to grow and Mm -hmm. to be able to have that knowledge of experience of like oh i've done that yeah i saw that (laughs) that this is how it worked out if i could go back i would have done it differently and to be able to help them navigate those waters for themselves
0: Which, which is awesome because it never feels like farming to me does not feel like this highly competitive um the way restaurants are you know um I'm happy to give anybody advice, pretty much about anything, whether they want it or not. <laughs> but
1: you actually enjoy it.
2: Yeah, some, sometimes
0: I do. But but you don't feel like, oh my God, no, this is my cucumber aisle. You know, I'm the only person yeah. selling cucumbers today. Right. I get very ter- ter- territorial about how many restaurants are in the area and where we're going to get our staff and mm-hmm. you know where these things are coming from, where the customers, how we share the pie
1: but i think a part of that comes with and i'm sorry to interrupt you but i I think a part of that for me my from my perception a part of that is you feel a responsibility at this point that you have 250 300 employees working for you right you like feel a responsibility to them right to to continue to provide them with their their income right because you've true. seen things happen so it's not like you're yeah. it's not like you're, no, you're I am. stuffing money under your no, mattress no i'm not doing that right <laughs> no i'm trying a, to give it right. away it's almost like the mom it's like a mother uh-huh. mentality of right. like i i'm fighting for my right. kids almost in a right. way it's yeah it's, i think it's different i think in the wine Business that I've been in for oh, the last two weeks. Oh, very
0: competitive, right? Um,
1: no, it's not at <laughs> well, all. in, that, the, in uh, so let me tell you in the okay. sense, in the sense mm-hmm. that they're always willing to share equipment, people, right. like That's like true. if 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 That's we true. can, we will. It's yeah. and it's and it's like that, and and never a like a hate thing. Like, oh, that guy makes chardonnay, and I make chardonnay. It's like, oh, let me taste your chardonnay. Yeah, what mm-hmm. did you do? What right. did sort of that? But tonight. when
0: it comes yeah. to Getting the slot on the shelf or the wine on a list, that is where the competitive nature of things happen, I believe. Because yeah. even with a farmer, I mean, I don't I don't think we have so many farmers right now that people are beating down the door saying, no, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Yeah. I feel like the restaurants are more reaching out to them. The farmers don't have time to run around and knock on restaurant doors. Well, one or two, but... Um, you know, so it doesn't feel competitive, like even in a farmer's market, it doesn't feel competitive. I don't feel bad if I go, okay, I'm going to buy peaches from this guy and then I'm going to go get apples from him. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's expected. I don't know.
4: But, well, but I think um, they also, there's a lot of energy that goes into making sure at farmer's markets, there's not a lot of crossover. Right. If there's a good market manager, right? right? And so, mm. um, so ideally, you're not feeling right. that. We have a lot of, we yeah. don't have a lot. We have a lot of,
0: we have a lot of crossover.
4: Yeah. In, in terms, our small farm, yeah, yeah markets. In the small, yeah, in the markets yeah. here. but
0: and I just think because they all grow almost the same stuff.
4: Well, we're in the same yeah. little micro yeah. zone, right? right. Microclimate, exactly. and, but I do think that I—I I, that's resonant for me is that there's not mm-hmm. a there's not the same kind of competition. There's yeah. definitely a lot of shared Giving learning and, and, um, yeah, I think there's a lot, yeah, of shared even experience yeah. right
0: now. I think what Dan Barber's doing with the seeds,
4: yeah, and
0: you know, even Tucker, you know, Kendall Jackson, like he got some of those seeds and he planted Mm -hmm. those purple beans and you -hmm. know it's kind of cool I mean it's a different level from someone learning to thrive in a business and have a good livelihood and things like that I mean I think these guys are taking things to another level but I think with some consciousness about keeping things going and longevity Mm -hmm. I do think it's there Mm -hmm. and keeping it interesting Mm -hmm. at the same time
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And Tucker has a beautiful garden, by the way.
0: We need to go. Did you go?
1: No, but I see pictures and I'm like, how is it that beautiful? Like, I don't understand.
0: Have you been up there? Oh, we should do a road trip. Let's do it. So he used to be the farmer for the French Laundry. Oh. And um, for a good amount of time. Talk about a beautiful um, garden. Yeah, he went over Kendall Jackson. Now, you know, in a situation where they have unlimited resources yes Mm limited land and i don't know he does sell some stuff he goes to the city sells some stuff in the city but for the most part it's for all their catering it's for all their food events and things like that
1: but where is the where Mm -hmm. is the best profit so i mean i would think direct to consumer is a no-brainer so like box boxes of vegetables so oh you're saying so I'm getting them maybe maybe not so I mean where is it is it farmer's market is it selling to restaurants is it creating products like what or does it just completely depend on
4: what you're growing I am trying to figure it out because I so so I left terra firma um, in Mm -hmm. 2012 and um, with that like wow I've learned so much here I really want to like help folks that want to do similar work to what Tara and Craig were able to do, but what didn't have the, like the the huge lead up time to being able to do it with the funds. Exactly. Like what are the ABC, like even if somebody needed to know they, okay, you have to borrow 300,000, but if you buy, if you buy a property that's below, like what are the percent percentages? What are the benchmarks? And so for the last six years we've been doing an annual survey, um, with our clients, of okay, what are your market channels? What percentage? Like, what's how much do you spend on labor? Where? How many acres are you on? How many employees? All the different things, and um, I'll tell you, there's like no correlations between wow. the successful farmers. Very little, uh, aside yeah. from excellent product, right? right. Great. Personality, <laughs> right, know? right, committed, um, committed, committed for sure. But I do think um, I think it becomes a really easy misnomer to think that like farmers markets are the best or best return. I think they're a great spot for new farmers or for farmers that decides to specifically focus their time and energy there. But you have to grow a like. You can't it's only same, have two things at a farmer's as a market. Restaurant. You can't only have two things at a farmer's market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why is and that? And you have to. Well. I mean I guess you could be the mushroom guy, but even he has like three three things. Five, ten different <laughs> mushrooms. Um and because so people just will only buy so many tomatoes from you, right? At the farmer's market. Yeah. You you wanna like just like at a restaurant, you want people to order an appetizer and a drink, right? right. You want to like Diversify. while they're sitting there to like sell them more product. Yeah. <laughs> and um but also at a farmers market there is you have to pick it all the day before that morning. You have to drive there. You have to set up. You have to yeah, stand there for eight the hours, yeah. yep. and it's usually you and an employee. And then there's a lot of waste, and you got yeah. to bring it all. And then you got to bring it on home, and it's exhausting. And so if you're really counting your labor, um, it you could have done a whole day of continuing to grow more product in your field, maybe only growing five things in rotation rather than like 20 things. Um, And so you're actually able to like increase your productivity and then make one delivery a week,
2: Right. you know,
4: that takes a half an hour. So you never really know. It just depends on how far you are from your markets and how, what kind Mm. of grower you are and you know, what kind of personality you are really, you've got to, you've got to speak to your strengths. So, yeah.
1: And is, that, and is that a part of the process that you're going through with a lot of the farmers is mm-hmm. sort of trying to navigate that?
0: Yeah, whole, yeah. 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 So we, um, years ago, it hasn't happened in a long time, but the Tuesday night Sonoma Farmers Market, yeah. definitely they were having those issues. They were loading up and the tables were beautiful and they would have all this stuff. And the farmers really didn't enjoy it because yeah. they had so much stuff and they tried to figure out How can we sell this stuff to the restaurants? Mm -hmm. Well, you can be sure that if the, and this is a night market, so, you know, it's from 530 until dusk, you know, that's the busiest time in a restaurant. It's not like a chef can run out from behind the line and go, oh, I was going to order this, this, and this tomorrow, but let me just have it from you. And there's no real system, Mm -hmm. you know, because it would make so much sense that even like maybe the Friday morning market where you have all the stuff, but if you're a restaurant, you can't really go, Oh, maybe I'll take it, or wait, maybe or they'll I hope sell they're it. Out, have this. But I didn't buy mm-hmm. it, but yeah. now they're not going to have it. And there's because it's so perishable, it's that's where it all comes in. Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, I wish there was a way. You know, but you, your guys are gonna figure it out. I know it. You're
4: gonna help us. I am.
0: (laughs) The best. That That was like a
1: Jedi (laughs) mind trick, right there. I love it. Actually,
0: so I'm really excited about the um, kitchen grazing event. Yeah. So tell us, yeah, tell us about it. How did it,
3: you know, how did it come up? And how did it come up? So what it is is grazing at the kitchen table, and it is our annual celebration in the Bay Area of our incredible farmers and ranchers. And it is an evening of grazing on delicious food that is prepared by some incredible chefs who are sourcing products from our clients and making these unique and beautiful dishes. The genesis of it was actually a decision made on a street corner in the financial (laughs) district. I love it. We were like, so... So three of (laughs) of us, Paige, Anthony, and myself, standing there being like, so we want to grow our community. We want to really honor our farmers. We want to celebrate who they are. We have these wonderful chef partners who really care about our work. What could we do? Could we do a fundraiser? Sure. Sure. Because we
4: forgot to talk about it in our meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. We were yeah. getting rid of ways.
3: <laughs> in 30 seconds, we said, yes, we're going to do this. And that was five years ago. And wow. we had, I think, like 250 our first year. And we're now looking to about 400, 450. Or f- so folks to come and gather together with us on October 18th. And October 18th Friday. It's night. Friday night It'll be incredible um, We are At the, a cool location it's, We're going to be at Airbnb headquarters This year Which is fun To expand into mm-hmm. A new space With our friends yeah. And this year's theme is about honoring our roots in agriculture. So we're really excited to highlight our clients. Our farmer, Kristen, from Namu Farm will be speaking about her work and her journey. She's amazing. She's amazing and inspiring. Um, When you talk about that idea of seeds as being so precious, that that is also an incredible heart space of where she centers her her work on, is like how to really continue to produce these heirloom organic Asian vegetables. in a way that really carries them on into the future, and really mm. preserving that food co- food tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. we've got incredible chefs from Beanie's Kitchen and Ramen Shop and Nopa and Opalito and Cowgirl's going to come on down mm. and bring some of their cheese. Wow! It's mm. it's a delicious gathering of community, which is something that we really treasure and honor. Mm-hmm. And our farmers really get to feel loved mm-hmm. and. Mm -hmm. honored for the incredible work that they do so yeah we invite all our farmers to join too so yeah and how do we get to raise
1: money for this how does the money get raised
3: so we buy tickets buy a ticket you could go to grazeandgive.org and buy a ticket
1: graze and give so spelled all out graze and give
3: g-r-a-z-e-a-n-d-g-i-v-e dot org okay there's still some tickets left, although they will sell out, so yeah. move on it quick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also an incredible live auction that we have the night mm-hmm. of, and so we have some really special experiences. Do you need an auction item? <gasps> Maybe. Can we talk about that? I was going to say, do you, do you? Because
1: how about a couple magnums of wine? Oh, my gosh. Organically yeah, farmed. let's
0: um, that. sounds we could amazing. Do that. Well,
1: work I on... do that. I don't know what you had <laughs> in the open. Eyes. No, we
0: can do uh, something. Yes. Okay. I mean, we can do something. We could do... I mean we can do a dinner in the restaurant we could do a dinner at sweet d you want to do a dinner for 40
3: oh my what? god yeah okay. <laughs> why don't we do why don't
0: we do goosebumps. a dinner for 40 at sweet d and we just and we'll, we'll talk about the detail we can talk more at lunch about it okay. or later wait okay. i don't but want if to buy this still, is there a
1: minimum
2: for, <laughs> for, for, for <laughs> whatever yeah, for i mean i'm
0: gonna want you to get as much money as you can oh but god. like yeah. somebody that wants to celebrate maybe 50th birthday or oh, yeah, yeah. you know bring all their friends and do oh, like a dad. four course dinner paired with wine and I would love that oh my gosh yeah. incredible, incredible. Yeah, I love that. dreamy love you. Yeah. can I
1: somehow be at this
4: do you want to Oh Oh, no, wait. I guess wait.
1: if they buy it, I don't get to <laughs> <know>. Well, wait a
4: minute. It could be maybe you could maybe you work. curate work.
0: it. You oh, could be you there work it or uh-huh. maybe your wine will be ready.
4: <gasps> oh.
0: Happy to, to donate for one yeah. of the
1: courses, my beautiful Rusan.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, nice. there you go. Right. Um, but very cool and and then we can you know touch base with the farmer you know if you have yeah. a farmer client that we yes. could purchase from and stuff cool. like yes. that yeah. and have
1: them maybe come and yeah they eat. could
0: speak or oh my gosh yeah definitely. okay
3: all of the awesome. things
0: yeah. wow thank you wow. yeah okay fun we'll make that happen for sure <laughs> That's for sure amazing. love so it so
4: beautiful thank you yeah
0: no. wow
1: yeah so now now Nothing you're really like motivated to get those tickets yeah. if you want to be able to get this right. beautiful <laughs> auction item that we just talked about
0: exactly pick
1: up those last three tickets <laughs> or just kind of crash the party it's at right. airbnb headquarters wherever that is
2: <laughs> it's no downtown, it's San on Francisco. what 600 brandon or think Brannan
0: 888, 888 brandon mm-hmm. street yeah that'll yeah. be fun yeah yeah, yeah. And if you can't
4: come, you can also get a, um, purchase a, um, support a yeah. farmer ticket. We have a oh. sponsor a farmer sponsor fund. Sponsor a farmer fund. Oh, very cool. Um, and so that helps well. us
3: with providing transportation to our clients, especially those in Salinas who can't. It's a long drive to be
4: able to come it up from is. there, and
3: so it helps get a bus for them to come up. It's also providing so support. Sub- and yeah, and is how that? Can the same website, the page. So okay. as if you were okay. going okay. to purchase a ticket, you okay. would just per- make a contribution to that contribution. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we'll get this in the
0: show notes. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, Fabulous. Do you think we touched on, um,
4: a lot. A lot of stuff. Anything yeah. else?
0: Um, support your farmers. Yes. <laughs> That's the biggest message. Eat, I, yeah. eat well.
4: Eat, cook at home.
0: Cook, cook at, at home. home is sexy. Well, but cook it. <laughs> Eating it oh, out, one, <laughs> out. And the restaurants right. that buy from okay. local farmers. I'm so, oh, sorry. Spreading things out. Having a fulfilled variety of life. Yeah. So you have a night for the restaurant, yes. a yes. night for takeout, yes. but definitely cook at home with all your of, family
1: restaurants are for me are the yeah. best place for me to come up with ideas though yes. of what yeah, to cook at too. home that's what right you Absuration, go there and you're yeah. like oh, yeah. oh i never oh, would I have thought do to that. do that yes. yeah and then next time you're at the store i mean i'm doing that with broccoli raw right now i'm like i love broccoli raw chili flakes on there and i'm oh, squeezing and lemon and over it oil, and i'm like oil, this yeah. is like one of those things i had just as a side in a restaurant and now i like can't get enough you right yeah can't get thing. us all. That is such right.
4: a great point. Yes, <laughs> so,
1: no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. Yeah. You know, I, it's an honor to meet both of you. I it really is, appreciate a, what honor you're and doing. An privilege. It was um, so truly. awesome to be you know,
4: here. Thank you all. Thank you, yeah. thank you no. so much. It's such a trip.
1: Yeah, And talking about really food has made me incredibly hungry.
0: Well, I think we should go out to lunch. Let's go have some yeah, lunch. Yeah, let's go have lunch. Let's go to your house and cook. No. no. <laughs> No, we, we will in a different way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. After right. the farmer's
4: it, market. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And
1: just one last time. Can we just give everyone contact information, website, all yes. of that stuff? So that if they've listened to the show and now they're like, okay, we need to do something, what can they do?
3: Yes. So they can find us on our website at kitchentableadvisors.org. Should I spell that out again? No, Okay. We're good. Thank you. And then about our event, it's grazeandgive.org. And then you can find us on Instagram at kitchen Table Advisors. Beautiful.
0: Okay, so if people know a farmer that they think would be a good fit for the program, mm-hmm. they should recommend them visiting the website and seeing if it's a good fit. And um, if you're a farmer and you're listening and you are committed, then you should reach out. Reach out?
4: Go ahead and email yeah, me. Yeah. I think that probably is the best way to go. Okay, what's
0: your email? It's
4: page, P-A-I-G-E. Um, at KitchenTableAdvisors.org, and I'd be happy to connect okay, you with cool. whoever, whatever region you're in, with okay. the right director in that region. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah.
3: fantastic, very cool. All right, good show. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah was fun. thanks, Thander. So
1: welcome y'all. back.
4: Thanks,
0: honey. I'm so excited about your wine. So oh, that's it. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's we'll always keep fun. Being creative listening. is fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Especially when it's something you can drink.
0: Yeah, passion <laughs> about. Totally. Yeah.
1: Um, and if you want to listen to any of our past shows, I mean, I think we've touched on a, a, a Tucker Taylor, who was on the show <laughs> right. uh, the Kendall Jackson partners. I mean, if you want to go back and listen to that, but, you know, all the amazing chefs, uh, people that make cheese, uh, you can always go to the thebitegoeson.com. You can also go to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and search our shows through there. I think we're going to be working on some bumpers here this week. Are we uh, working when you and on bumpers
0: for somebody else's no, show? No, for
1: you and I. We need to, we're going to do a fun a little bumper. Because
0: bumping on your show.
1: Oh, well, we're going to do somebody some bumps on, on on the uh, okay. on the Winemakers <laughs> um, um, podcast as okay. well. But cool. Yeah, we're just going to do something fun. Okay. Um, and And... Um, Yeah, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you so much. Let's go get some good food at Sandra's Restaurant. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week.